Welcome to GMT Presents, GMT Kol Presents, excuse me, Basar um, We're going through the Mishnah Torah, Halacha by Halacha. Although today I'd like to do two Hilchos, just to get a bit ahead for missing a Shabbos. Um, before we, um, yesterday, or two days ago, we introduced the concept of Basar Now we'll be going deeper into the actual biblical derivation of the prohibition. So this is Halacha base in Mishnah Torah Perk Tishi. Lo shasak haksuv melasar hachila ela mifnesh asar habishol. Was that the pasuk wasn't silent because the pasuk only says don't cook, lo sevashel, but it wasn't silent. It wasn't ignoring the prohibition of achila. Um, kelomar filu bishlo asar. There is also a prohibition of bishol and achila. But it didn't need to say achila. Why it need to say achila? When sarich lomar achilaso kemoshe sak melaser habas meacher sheaser bas habas. The Torah prohibits someone to have relations with their granddaughter, but doesn't prohibit to have relations with the daughter. Now, and so it, it's unnecessary for the Torah to repeat itself for saying that would be obvious. Just like here, once it's, it prohibits the bishul, it's obvious that you can't do achila, you can't consume it, because that's all the more so a higher level of benefit. Now, here you might be thinking to yourself, the, doesn't the gemar say she'en onshin min hadin that we don't punish someone from kavachomer uh, if we we derive the law from kavachomer from the Torah? There's no punishment. He would say it's different. That this is not a kol v'chomer, it's the extra pasuk. It's we're deriving it. It's a partial kol v'chomer, in that the extra pasuk, the by repeating it three times, the second time it repeats it, is needed to bring us the idea that there'd be another prohibition, and then we derive it. We derive what that prohibition would be, from the fact that it's obvious through the level of bishul. Now, you might be wondering the question I asked on Friday. What about Hana? We listed how the Rama before he lists Hana as one of the prohibitions, and how it appears three times, and what the third time is to prohibit Hana. But then we also, if we look at the prohibition in the Rama's list of mitzvahs that appears at the chapter Kuf Pezai in, in in his list of lotases, he has a lotase leechul and le. So why doesn't appear? Why is there two prohibitions when really we should have three prohibitions? Now the Ram deals with this question, and he addresses his sefer mitzvahs, where he, it's uh, his introduction to the book. It was originally written in Arabic, was translated to Hebrew. It's traditionally printed with the sefer uh, Mada at the start before the Mishnah Torah, in one set, and he explains that the reason that. It's two sep- that it's one big prohibition instead of two separate pro- prohibitions, because r- right here it, it says that the Isra in the Torah, and that we we get malchus we get whipped for eating and cooking, but why why don't we get for benefit? He says that eating is the same as benefiting. That is not to say that if you benefit another way except eating that you wouldn't be punished. The mission Torah lists later on in. Tes, tes, uh, tes, uh, tes, uh, 
that even if bas is a separate case because even separate uh, non-normal ways of benefit are still prohibited. That he would say that malchus applies to any case, but that's through the punish. That it's through the thing of achila. That the, because when you're eating, you're you're getting benefit. So that is to say, even even if you eat and you don't have benefit, it would still be prohibited. And even if you benefit and you don't eat, that would also be prohibited. It's the same prohibition. Now, then you might say, so if it's eating, then why do we need three? We just said earlier that we derive eating from the second time it lists the term losivasho. So what is the third time needed? It seems really unnecessary. So the Ramam again says here that this extra losivasho is to tell us that there's another prohibition within the second prohibition. So that the first... So that the second the second pasuk appears to tell us that the first pas that the uh, uh, bishul has another iser in achila the two separate isurim, and that this pasuk comes to tell us that there's a separate iser in achila, but it groups together because achila is an obvious form of benefit. Okay, let's go on to gimel. And iser in hatorah, there's no deoraisa iser. Ella baser behema tehora becholav behema torah. The iser. Is only applies if you have a kosher behemoth as a domesticated animal in the milk of a domesticated animal. Shinemar lo sevashel gidi becholavimo ugidi hu kolo uvlad hashor uvlad hasea uvlad hes. Just write a list of all these non-domestic, all these lists of domesticated animals: the cow, the goat, the ram. Um. And Gidi is a generic term for this. Adshi frot veomer Gidi izim. That Gidi, when even a goat, the kid, we only know it's a kid when you specifically refer to kid of a goat. We derive this from Pusuk and Baratheus where it mentions that Yaakov, he had a Gidi izim. And really, why, why wouldn't you say a kid of a goat? When a kid, it should be a generic term for goat to tell us that kid derives, we can derive all domestic animals from that. Which is why, that's how we derive it from this, for this sister. And then we say, Velone amari gidi becholavimo. We don't say a kid in its mother's milk. Ella shidabar haksu behove. It's only, the Pasuk is only talking about uh, the way it was. Because, like we mentioned in the previous shear, that apparently it was a custom to kill the mother and the kid because the mother had a lot of milk in it when it was nursing and it just t- it tasted very good so that's not to say that it only applies just to the mother of the animal it applies to everything but it was just simpler if you have an animal you have a baby and you have a little animal and they're, they're close together that's just the way it was of all behemoth tahora shebishlo becholaf behemoth tame, but the buster of a behemoth tahora that you cook, so it's a kosher domestic animal that you cook in the cholaf of a behemoth tame. If you cook it with the milk of a non-kosher domestic animal, I guess a pig would be an example of that, or a, or a horse. Or other animals like that, or baser behemoth tummy shebishul bechalav behemoth Torah, or if you cook a, a pig in a, a cow's milk, muter levashel umuter behaneh. 
it's you're allowed to eat it and you're allowed to benefit from it. You're allowed to cook and you're allowed to benefit from it. You're allowed to cook it and you're allowed to benefit. But you're not on eating it because of So, but that is not to say that you you aren't on eating it for because it's a non-kosher animal. That's what the Rama makes clear. But even lechatchila, you're allowed to mix it and you're allowed to benefit. Because Bashar Becholov, prohibition rightly said it before it only applies to if both things are kosher domesticated. But if something's non kosher, there's no there's nothing you're not doing anything wrong by mixing it, as long as you're not eating it, which is the only issue with the non kosher animal is eating it. You're not doing anything wrong. You can make a perfume out of the 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 smell of the non kosher cheese and the non kosher uh, the and the pig. That but right here, this is just talking that there is an issue with the tuma and the impurity of the non-kosher animal, but as long as you're not actually eating it, that issue doesn't come up. So that comes, this, if you'd like to check the source, it appears in the Shulchan Arach Yordea Pezayin. Um, you should be looking, all of based in Gimel in Yordea. And that's all for today. Tomorrow we'll be talking about what about non-domesticated animals, how does that prohibition apply, specifically chickens, deer, etc. Thank you. Have a good day.